Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You are your own worst enemy. It gets proven over and over and over again. You are the common denominator in all the bad, bad financial problems you run into. They are almost always your fault. Generally speaking, if you just do nothing, you're better off than doing something. I'm Don McDonald. There's Tom Cock. He's actually, he's there. He's right there in his little Tom Cock room with his new little buffers and sound things. And yeah, yeah, hanging out. And this is talking real money. (laughs) Oh, you know, doing nothing is, is sometimes it's, we just try too hard or something. What is it about us? Well, I was going to do nothing because you said, don't do anything. I was just going to stand here. Well, then that works out. Let me just, let me just uh, click on Tom's button. We can get rid of him. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, I, it really is a problem we have. We actively manage our, our money. We, we try to predict the future and over and over and over again, it's proven. It has been proven that we get this wrong way more than we get it right. And yet we persist in trying to do the same old stupid things over and over and over again. And, and the, the reason, but the reason, yeah. uh, but let's talk about well, the reason. Okay, what's the reason? Well, okay. First of all, I still, I always have loved the gene Fama analogy between investments and hand soap. The more you I handle, I don't know them, that I've heard this one. Yeah, the more you handle them, the less you end up with. Oh, soap, sure, soap, yeah, got it, it. It turns out there's less and less as you use yeah, it, right? Soap. And with yeah. stocks, it turns out as you trade them, as you do this and this and this, you end up with less. There's and less yet, money for you, exactly. And yet, people want to believe that they can find you know, somebody or something that will make them more. Um, and then, and then when, when it hits that point as it has now where, and I don't know who to believe because nobody knows the actual number between how much money's invested, uh, sort of passively rules-based academic, whatever versus an active management strategy. The estimates are between one quarter to one third of all investments. Nobody knows that for sure. And it depends on how you define it because we've gotten into that. But we do know that because, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, and you've got another statistic to share with us, <laughs> that people it's just that, a fascinating that, that study. are try, trying to do this end up with less. But here's the thing. Then the argument becomes, well, wait a minute. What if we're all passive index investors? What's going to happen to the world? It won't work anymore. Yeah, well, the the good news on that front is that we will never all be passive no, investors so. no. because of the way we're wired. We can't do it. We just can't. Think about all of our listeners who go, 
you know, I listen to, I've been listening to you, Don, for 38 years and, you know, I follow your advice and, uh, you know, I've got a portfolio of uh, 13 stocks and uh, I do some sector rotation. And I'm I leverage up. We just and, talked to a guy yeah. who leverages up on his stuff. Cause but but I'm fun. following all your advice. Yeah. Well, which part? Yeah. 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 So what a lot of people say, the default is, the default is you're going to index, and this has been the default for years. Buy the S and P 500. Just buy the S and P 500. Then rebalance, or the, you let the S and P 500 Run. rebalance for yeah, you. They, they do, do that. It. The yep. funds do it for you. Well, a CFA, a chartered financial analyst who works for Morningstar, by the name of Jeffrey, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I think it's TAC, but it starts with a P, P T A K, decided to conduct a little experiment. This is a fascinating experiment. As opposed to just buying an S&P 500 fund, he went back. Of course, this is back-tested. He went back in time. He went back, ultimately, he went back 30 years. And he compiled the Standard & Poor's 500 holdings. But let's start with just the, the 10 years he did, back in March of 2013. Then he, uh, he, he calculated the monthly returns of all the stocks, you know, the dividends and the like. And if a stock left the S&P 500, they got bought out by another company, he just put that in his account as cash. He didn't reinvest it back in the S&P 500. It just sat as cash. Just sat as cash. Okay. So basically he bought the S&P 500 and did absolutely nothing. Other Not than re thing. reconstitute the index when it needed to be. But basically just took the cash out. No. So he okay. did nothing. He didn't even yep. reconstitute the index. He just took his cash and he held it over 10 years. He, he calculated this over 10 years from, <laughs> from 2013 to 2023. This portfolio generated a 12.2% average annual return. Sounds pretty good. 12.2. The S&P 500? How much? 12.2. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a shocker. Okay. Uh, then he decided to check it out over 20 years. Let's see how we did over 20 years. Uh, so from twenty from 2003, the S&P 500 portfolio returned $22,678. Started with 10, how much? On a on a ten thousand dollar investment, 10, 10 to twenty two, got it. Ten to twenty two. The do yep. nothing portfolio, yeah. Ten to twenty two. Ah, oh. thirty years. <laughs> thirty years is even better. Ten thousand dollars over thirty years from nineteen ninety three to two thousand three. Now that is a retirement investment horizon. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Unless you get the real S &P lucky. Five hundred. Yeah. Because in there we had some bad markets. Sure. Uh, the S&P 500 only doubled over that period. Okay. Over 30 years. Whereas the do absolutely nothing portfolio went to 24,550 versus 22,670 for the S&P 500. Wait. So doing absolutely nothing. Made you more. So even <laughs> Wait. I, the moral of the story is. The less you do, the more you have? The less you do, it appears, the more you end up with. It's So it's the opposite of like a fitness training program or something. But here's the thing. More like, more like eating. The less you I do, don't the more you've got. There is a, I don't believe there's a human being on the planet who, can who invests, do who, will act, who could actually do something like this. Just don't believe it. I don't believe they exist. We, we want to believe that there's magic 
out there. And I guarantee you, if you looked at the returns of these portfolios over 30 years and compared that to an actively managed equity portfolio of blue chip stocks, this is uh, tons of research have been done into this, that your return would be somewhere around 50 or 60 percent of that, of that, if you had actively managed funds over that 10, 20 or 30 year time. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, so the part one is you got to build the right portfolio. Part two is you got to be willing to say some days this is going to look bad, man. I mean, it's going to be 2000. It's going to be 2008. It's going to be the spring of 2020. You're going to think the world's coming to an end. I got to get my money out, but you've got to stand up and do nothing. And there's the other part. Here's the other part that I find fascinating because Peter Lynch is in the news today saying Peter Lynch, of course, famous for Lynching the lynch mob. No, the no. Lin- no. Come on. Going Lynchburg, way back. Virginia. Going Lynchburg, way Virginia. Back with fidelity. Well, that's Lynchburg, Virginia goes yeah. way back. Okay. All right. Funny guy. Very famous <laughs> actively managed mutual fund manager from the sixties and early seventies. Oh, yeah. That way guy who circumnavigated up. the globe. Thank you. That's very helpful. But he he was in an article today saying, Hey, I missed out on a couple of stocks. I missed out on Apple. I missed out on some other tech that stock. And I thought No, if you just did a diversified portfolio, you did not. But he truly believes he can pick them. You don't need to pick them. Just what we, this is what we talk about all the time and people don't believe us. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to read the Wall Street Journal. You don't have to pick anything. You just have to build the right portfolio, set it and forget it and not worry about it. So, um, and here's the other part that's great about that. What's that return going back to 93? What was it like 10% a year? Is that what you said? No. Tw- uh, uh, oh, 12% I'm sorry. for the last 10 years. But 12% for the last so 10. I know it's less when you go back yeah, 30. Yeah, it's less. But, Hold on. I got to find it. But it's still I, I, I a substantial it. increase, right? So you really don't need to, And this is always the question I get when I talk to people. Is this money you need to make or is this money you want to make? Which is it? Because- Ah, if you just made year, the market, yeah. The to the thirty year average annual return for the uh, the the S and P. Oh no, I got to find the thirty. That was the twenty. The thirty year for the S and P was eight and a half percent per year. Okay, so again, the thirty year for, for the, the do it do nothing portfolio was nine and a half percent per year. <laughs> again, so oh, and by the way, the standard deviation, which yeah. is a measure of volatility, for the do nothing was twelve. 0.76 and the S&P's was 15.56. Wow. So That's doing a... nothing made you more with less risk. So more uh, more more you need to know about just not doing a doggone thing. I think it's Now let me do advice. let me add a little other yeah. thing that we do know though. You see that's just the S&P 500. I would love for someone to do the same thing, but it would be hard to do. With it would your be global really portfolio? hard to do. No, to take the small cap ah, index. You should send that to Paul, he'd do it. Do it take the small cap index, throw that in and go back that same 26? period. Uh or and go away, and, see, yeah. and see 30 how, years. Because we know over a hundred years that the the small cap stocks in the U.S. have uh, more than is it more than trebled? I, I think it's, it's more something than, like think, that. You end up with twenty versus yeah, it's something. I, yeah, it's like lot. triple the yeah. amount of the blue chip, big yeah. cap, large cap stocks. So, you know, this is one of the things we say. We we want you to kind of do nothing. But if you want to have the potential to make more, you don't try to time. What you try to do is tilt your asset allocation 
to those assets that have in the past, just like this, all we know is the past, tended to do better. Yeah, exactly. Well, and thank you. I I'm rest gonna, my case. I'm going to do nothing the rest of the day. I'm headed right. home. I'm going to get my book. I'm going to do nothing. The lesson is do nothing. nothing. <laughs> the do well, nothing I have managers. to make a podcast, so I'm, <laughs> You're a busy man. I'm stuck doing something. <laughs> All right. Got time for a couple of quick questions here? I know I you got a little always, something to throw in at the end of the show. I right? always have time for questions. That you want to stay tuned for listen for that because that's Oh, really you got to stay tuned for yeah. the end of the podcast. Wow, this is great. Good. Uh, this, this is something that came from last week tonight. Yeah. If you don't watch it, which is you, 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 amusing program. This. Uh, this comes from Todd in Upland, Todd. California. He says, I'd like to know what online money management programs such as Mint or Nerd Wallet you suggest, and do you think they are safe to use? Um, I used Mint. I don't yeah, think me I ever too. used Nerd Wallet. I used Mint, and it was very helpful. Track spending, it yeah. warned me about things. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right now, yeah. at Bank of America, I can do basically the same thing. Yeah. They, they, you yeah, have the that nice program. thing about Mint, though, is it, is it t took into account my credit cards and things, and I use credit cards. Which is uh, to basically get the, what I use, yeah. To get all the free stuff. Yeah, so you can go to wherever you're going this summer, where you're, you're, you're crazy adventure I, my, to the I, north. As a yeah, as a matter of fact, my summer vacation, all of the hotels on my summer vacation, and that's eight nights in hotels, and we're going to have a cruise, which is with real money, but all of my nights of vacation are on my Marriott points. Wow, that's great. All of them. So yeah, do I think these? I think these programs are good. I think they're helpful. Again, I like the using the credit card every month because it could give you all the categories of where you're spending, and then you can pay it off every month without having any interest. I think it's a good way to go. And as Don said, you can find the ones that'll give you the points of the money. Um, but do I think they're safe? Absolutely. I think they're good. Yeah. I think they're a good. I think service. they're they're not yeah. going to steal your money. No, there there so. are too no no. There's too much no. to be lost by very no. large reputable firms like this. Yeah, uh, um, quick one more quick question. This comes from Peter. Oh, you get a Peter. lot of questions. And by the way, if you send a question you haven't heard from us, I'm going to try this week to go back and send at least a response to everybody. I have about 45 or 50 that we haven't responded. I'm going to send a note to everybody so everybody knows we appreciate it. And we do. You can send in your questions anytime. This comes from Peter in Belchertown, Massachusetts. Not familiar with it, but um, he writes, What do you think about KPP Financial? and their podcast 50 million people downloaded it so far uh -huh. 50 million people that is yeah. a lot of people yeah, that, here, how many yeah. people they have listened that, to our little podcast they say that on their website they say yeah. they say they make downloads. that claim yeah um i looked back at our numbers and approximately i don't have the numbers from our first prod our first podcast service but um, we're probably around 6 million downloads and, and our podcast ranks regularly in the top 100. Theirs does too. Uh, and they've been around a little bit longer, I think, or at least they have more podcasts online than we do. So a, a five to maybe 10 million downloads seems reasonable. 50 seems unlikely. Okay. But, what about the firm? But who cares? I mean, really, truly the number of downloads your podcast gets does not translate into better no. uh the, in fact Robert kiyosaki has some of yeah, the right. highest downloads of any podcast out there uh, uh um, um uh, the guy that somebody accused us of being jealous of um dave ramsey he has <laughs> the most podcasts downloads of anybody out there and oh my god like we got a we got a scathing review 
oh, from a guy we? who said, oh. yeah, you're just jealous of Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, okay. I, I'm not jealous of Dave. I was going to say something about living in the central south part of the world, but I won't. Okay. So, but what about, what about the firm? KPP I, I, Financial. I looked, I looked them up. I yeah. looked them up. I did my due diligence. Uh-huh. I went to advisorinfo.sec.gov. Yep. And by the way, you can just, you don't even need that now. You can just go to brokercheck.com. And at Broker Check, you can check out. It'll it'll take you to. Um, it'll it has the RIAs. site on it. It'll, oh, okay. Yeah, it'll All link right. over. So that's really nice. So I looked them up. Um, I read their part two brochures. I looked at their website. Did a little. Did a little due diligence. It didn't, didn't take very long. No, didn't take, quick. Doesn't take, it doesn't take long. You go, you look at their ADV part two brochures. That tells you a lot. Um, these guys actually are pretty honest. They have their ridiculous fees right on their front page or uh, back page of their website. And, uh, they charge on the first $1 million about 2.1% per year. On the first million, and then you get a breakdown to like one point six. Okay, so but let's just stop there the for a moment. If it's million. if it's a million, it's million a million dollars. dollars. A you got a million dollars, and you're paying so, them two point one percent per year. But let's put that in terms that people might understand, because yeah. yesterday I filled up my car with gas. Yeah, and I'm still still got to figure out the electric thing, but that's. I don't know when I'm going to have time, but you're going to help me with that. But I'm going to help you with yeah, the electric. That, yeah, you will. But here's the thing. So the problem I think, is, it is it is a little higher tech than a gas, <laughs> an internal combustion that's engine. That's a problem. Turn yeah. it on, it runs. I paid when I thought it was pretty expensive, like four eighty a gallon, which is pretty high. I, I think, just but, paid three sixty. Yeah, and you only fill up once a month. I fill no, up every week. True. So four eighty. So if I was going to, if you're going to hire us at one percent. Our firm, right. Our which firm, is one yeah. percent yeah, on the 1%. first million. Yeah. 1%. Okay. But just using the million. Right. Or you're gonna hire KPP financial on that million. At two point one percent. Yeah, that fill up instead of being roughly five dollars a gallon is about ten dollars a gallon. So now, that would be like driving every, down the road and you're going, I am going to fill up with gas. And on the left, you've yeah. got XYZ fuel at five dollars a gallon, and on the right You've got RIP fuel <laughs> at uh, $10 a gallon. Oh, I think it's worse. I think it's worse than that because didn't you just talk about how nobody can see the future enough to sort of time the markets just to buy a portfolio and leave it does better? I did say that. Yeah. Yes. And so these guys are, if you listen to their podcast, which I did, are talking about individual stocks. They're talking about sort of timing, doing this and mm-hmm. this, depending on what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, the expectation is, looking at history, they're going to make you less money than just a buy and hold portfolio, correct? Yeah, unless so they're just worse. really, really lucky. So you're buying it doesn't bad. Mean, there's no way they're smarter than the market. No, if they buying, make more money at any given time, it's only because they were lucky. That's been proven. They're buying. You're buying bad gas from them at a higher price. So your car is not only going to not run as long; it's going to knock. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So there you go, Peter. I hope that's a good answer. I don't know if it's a good answer, but the only one I got. So it didn't sound too good at the end. Anyway, uh, last week tonight, not a show for the faint of heart and probably not a show generally for anyone of a conservative ilk. Uh, it, It leans liberal, but every once in a while, John Oliver does a really great story on money issues. Like, uh, this Sunday's was on cryptocurrencies. Again, he did an update on crypto, 
which was pretty damning. Um, so, but anyway, he saved something for the end. It was a, a little ditty about someone we all know, know and love. Uh, a guy who takes bombast to a whole new level. And what it was, it was, it was little snippets of interviews and advice given by Jim Cramer. Could this be the future of preventive medicine? Let's take a closer look with Elizabeth Holmes. To me, it, it, it's reasonable to compare you, I usually don't do this, to Steve Jobs and what he did for computing. So in case you didn't hear him, uh, understand correctly, he was interviewing Elizabeth Holmes. You couldn't see the picture because it's it's a podcast. Uh, but he was uh, and <laughs> comparing her, as you heard, to Steve Jobs. What do we know about Elizabeth Holmes well, her home, her home is about to be different than any home Steve Jobs spent time in, for one thing. He yeah. never had bars on the windows. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Mr. Jobs was ever accused of, and I want to make sure I got this right. I'm not sure exactly. She was accused of fraud. Fraud. It was fraud. I mean, she basically lied something. to yeah. Right. To patients, yeah. to Walgreens, to Good investors. Point. Okay. She lied and it was, you know, she went from a billionaire to a felon. Yeah. In, in short order. Short order. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so that was, that was one. Then this next one. Oh, I think you'll recognize this, this company. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't you want this company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakely concerned about. I think the fears were not justified. And it's a very compelling situation. Prophetic, prophetic, Jim. Oh, wait, no. What is the opposite of prophetic? Pathetic, pathetic, Jim. That's SVB before they had bank. Before That's they Silicon had their, Valley uh, Bank. Their dog day afternoon of losing forty-two <gasps> billion with a B in one afternoon when the word went out that they might not be able to meet your deposit demand the next day. Uh, yeah. So there you go. He's two for two. Well done. So sir. far, yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, you know, you remember back during the pandemic when there were all these crazy stocks that everybody was just bidding up like mad. Now he didn't. I don't think he got on the uh, the the meme stock bandwagon. He wasn't like buying AMC theaters or GameStop or Bed Bath and Beyond, whose coupons are now more valuable than the company. I'm going to give you a couple for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, uh, he he really liked this stock, Zoom Video. What can I say? This is their economy, the Zoom economy. It's the greatest story I've seen since the dawn of the personal computer. Since that was broadcast, Zoom stock lost 80% of its value. The connection was not good, apparently. 80%? Yeah. yeah. You mean like in 20 short of 100? Pretty much. Yeah, it was like that scene in like, Succession where the where Connor's running for president. He goes, "Well, I don't want to slip from my one percent." Yeah. Goes, Boy, what's less than one percent? Anyway, uh fractional, fractional. Now, uh, this yeah, this one. So there you go, three for three. This, the, doing the well. next one. Yeah. The next one. Most of you know this one. This is the. This is Jim Cramer's. Literally, this is Jim Cramer's biggest bad hit. Bear Stearns. It was. Now. Great branding, great investment banking. That was the company that started the biggest decline in in market history in terms of percentages in a year. I, I mean, it was a it was the Great Recession, and it was a buy. 
Jim, Jim, Jim. We all know about that one. Yeah. And finally, here's a couple of, this is the same stock, but from two different perspectives. First, bullish. I felt like a million bucks in the metaverse, but that's not enough to get the stock moving. I have so many People should be buying the stock. This is so for real. And subsequently, meta stock went from $350 to $100 a share. And then came the mea culpa. Let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Since then, Meta has more than doubled. So he was on the wrong side twice. This this illustrates something we talk about. If you want to time the market, you have to get it right twice. Yeah. Out and in, or in and out, or whichever. Or, or, or here's a guy with access to more information about stocks and the market than any of us have, and he gets it wrong twice. What are the odds of you getting it right? And, and But didn't you mention something about if you do nothing, you end up making around 10% a year? Yeah. And doesn't 10% a year pretty much, that will kind of cover your nut or should, right? It's going to cover something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not cover up the airs. So this great piece, and it was a great piece. You can see it online. It's on HBO or HBO Max or Max, as it's soon going to be called. Uh, it just illustrates the fact that this is not a game that any of us as individuals can win because the professionals don't win. They no. fail. And by the way, to find out more about how you should position your portfolio, I suggest you go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take the risk quiz. Haven't promoted this much lately, but we get a lot of them. And the smart people know what their tolerance and appetite for risk is and build their portfolio appropriately so they're ready for whatever lies ahead. Oh, and by the way, the uh, the 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 Jim Cramer just an update on the Jim Cramer oh. inverse strategy. How's that all? This oh, is that's where right. You we bet started against that. Jim yeah. Cramer. I started that it's, a couple months uh, ago. It's it's up eight point two percent year to date. Uh, in tw- it was up eight point two percent year to date in twenty twenty two. I don't. What was the symbol for that? I, I don't remember. Hold on, I gotta find it now before we go because I was looking back trying to get the numbers. Cramer. Kramer, 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 inverse Kramer. Here it is. Oh, it's S Jim. Short Jim. That's it. Short Jim. Short Jim and long Jim. How could I forget that? It's like a snack food. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Short Jim has, uh, wow. Um, It's, it's, uh, gone from 10,000 when it came out earlier this year to 10,500. And that means L Jim must be down. Pretty much have to be right. Have to be L Jim has to be down comparably. Let's see what we see. What we see L Jim is, uh, uh, let's see L Jim L Jim. Yeah. L Jim is, uh, Where is the LGM number? Yeah, LGM is down. Okay. Oh, man. You know, you just... And that's the thing. Kramer's long-term track record is pretty terrible. It really has been. But it's exciting. It's fun. It's amusing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. 
Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> no, well, oh, wait, no. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. <laughs> the don't Stop. do nothing crowd says, thanks, Jim. Was fun. A lot of laughs, but not so much on the advice. And we are going to move forward from here. Doing nothing and yet talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.